live. Go with it. Go with it's it. <laughs> Damian Rollis, Matt Mascardi, and Emma Ooh, Lurking, like and we are business fans. Look, you were slow, so I took it. I don't know what to I tell you. I was changing my copy. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I like that better. Uh, I'm going to skip every all the, the nonsense I wrote. I'll save it for tomorrow. In today's multi-crease bag called February 1st. hey 2022. <laughs> Damien catches up with a bald billionaire. Emma stays in the metaverse. You're in there too often, Emma. Sorry. And Matt rides Disney Beijing's metaverse climate crisis luge. I don't know what he's doing. I, I can't follow him anymore. It's, I have two short stories today. That's and the Business Pants Executive Bio Translator Snark Machine 3000. Whoa. You guys I'm excited. excited for this one. I you upgraded from the 2000. Yeah. The last version this, was the 2000. This is an exciting one. Wow, what new tech? Did you get that from Sony? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was the leftovers from uh, Microsoft's uh, purchase of Activision Blizzard. It was in the it was in the other closet. That, that was in their rubbish bin. <laughs> well, hey, Sony's in there now. They just bought a video game What'd company. They, buy? they bought they buy? I think Bungo something. Oh like yeah, that. Bungo. I love Bungo. Here we go. Who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid thing. Uh, two from the Bezos files. First, Jeff's kind of creepy, kind of altruistic school with a very clever name. Mm. The Bezos Academy. Uh. Oh, didn't see that one coming. A real curveball. <laughs> some, some Bezos <laughs> Academy fun facts. And really, this whole story is just an excuse for me to say Bezos Academy as many times as I can. Here we go. Ooh. Bezos Academy is tuition free and entirely funded by Bezos. The first Fun. Bezos Academy opened in Des Moines, Washington in October 2020. Weird. There are now 14 Bezos Academy locations. One in Florida, three in Texas, nine in Washington State. It's like a McDonald's. Bezos Academy is a full-day, year-round Montessori-inspired preschool that serves children between the ages of three and five. The Bezos Academy is open to households up to 400% of the federal poverty level, which is currently $106,000. That's That one confuses me. That's a lot, I mean, my family, a lot of percent. Working at MSCI, my family basically qualified for that every year. So I feel a little weird about that. I feel a little weird. Uh, Bezos Academy is run... By President Mike George, Amazon's former vice president of Echo and Alexa. What the f? Oh, he's so <laughs> so. He's listening all the time. Uh, but what is children? What kind, of kind of a school administrator is that? Here we go. <laughs> when the schools were originally announced, Bezos, like the perfect superhero movie villain, said, "Here's an actual quote: We will build an organization to directly operate these preschools. I'm excited about that because it will give us the opportunity to learn." invent and improve we'll use the same set of principles that have driven amazon most yes. important among those will be genuine intense customer obsession the child will be the customer no no <laughs> that's good juxtaposition right hey there. i mean this is real stuff um, though this is real stuff 14 business academy dudes going to mars i mean this is real i'm just saying this is real stuff. i did i did hear they weren't installing bathrooms they were just going to hand everyone a bottle and um you're good to go the wow. munger inspired oh i see what you're doing okay it's like a <laughs> munger inspired pee bottle here we go 
<laughs> Up next in creepy Bezos world, Jeff Bezos' $200 million 50-year naming rights deal with the Smithsonian does not include a morals clause. Uncle Hefe's name will be displayed on a new building at the National Air and Space Museum and oh. in several additional places throughout the Smithsonian Institution for at least 50 years. This sounds very vampire-esque, I'm just saying. In exchange for his $200 million donation, the terms of the agreement do not include a morals clause, a provision that would allow the Smithsonian to terminate the naming rights if Bezos' behavior brought disrepute to the institution. I did the math, Whoa. actually, and I'm pretty sure bald billionaire Lex Luthor-looking space cowboy cowboys are incapable of bad behavior, so... Mm. Oh, good. Good. wait, what? <laughs> I have questions about your equation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to bring us out of Bezos. Oh, land. come on. I was just like getting comfortable. I don't want to live there anymore. Yeah, it's too late. Too I'm late. on board. As we're on the brink of the zero COVID, zero Uyghur Beijing Olympics this week, mm. and in an ongoing effort to make someone somewhere care about climate change. Here's your headline. Future of Winter Olympics threatened by climate change per study. Hmm. I'm going to sum up the report for you. Sports that most people don't care about that occur in cities generally full of white people that are rich that most people don't care about will be harder to celebrate once every four years because of climate change caused by rich white people who play sports most people don't is, care is about. He, so, is he saying the snow is melting, Emma? What's he yes, saying? that's what I heard as well. Okay. Researchers from Canada, Austria, and the U.S. found that only one of the 21 cities that previously hosted Winter Olympics would be able to do it again by the end of oh. the century. Which means... You can cancel your tickets to Lilyhammer because that place <laughs> is definitely fucked. Uh, it's totally Soji. Soji would survive. No, I don't think yeah. so. The report did have some good news, though. The authors estimate that if we, as a global society, can hit the Paris Agreement goals limiting glo uh, global warming, then eight of the 21 prior host cities would oh, be considered God. viable to rehost oh, the game. That doesn't feel good. You heard that right. Eight is the good news. Wow. In the best case scenario, 62% of ex-Winter Olympic hosts don't get winter anymore. So, sorry, uh, 2046 expectations in Squaw Valley, California. The games ain't happening there. Just on a side note, yeah. I didn't know this, but the uh, International Olympic Committee that chooses the host cities, only... Five of the 16 executive members are women. Apparently, like women can't even get equal representation in management Matt, of a game that has equal representation of male and female. Matt, two things. Uh, one, I saw uh, uh, I saw Smashing Pumpkins perform at Lilyhammer. It was a great uh, music festival, 1998. <laughs> uh, second of all, you it, I feel like this story is a big tease. What's the one city... That can do it. What's the one city that's going to have snow? Do you, are you going to tell us? I uh, know. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, You'll never it. know. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. It's not going to happen this anyway. All the cities are going to sink tease. into the ocean. Well, I wish I could tell you that my story was going to uplift you from here, but that's not really how I well, roll. So yeah, we here know. we go. <laughs> no, we understand. Womp, womp. <laughs> 
Here is today's truly dystopian headline. A woman claimed she was virtually groped by a gang of male avatars in Meta's Metaverse. See, I would also like to point out that this headline illustrates really beautifully the irritating quality of the Meta's name. It is so irritating to construct a sentence talking about Meta's Metaverse metaverse. without sounding ridiculous. It's well done, honestly. (laughs) They chose a super annoying name. Before you go any further, (laughs) I'm wondering, is this progress? Virtually groped? Are Are we progressing as a culture? I don't. I it's true. I don't think uh, so. How do you I, answer that question? Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Here's all right. Here's the situation. Nina Jane Patel was verbally and sexually harassed by a group of male avatars in Horizon Venues, a metaverse owned and operated by Meta, focused oh on God. virtually attending live entertainment events. By the way, I am aware that virtually attending live entertainment events is a ridiculous phrase, but. I'm just reporting what I see, okay? I, don't don't hate me. I don't kill the messenger. We're just here. the facts here. We're just, just facts. facts. Back basement. Sorry. Come on. Patel is the vice president of research for a rival metaverse, and she wrote in a post on Medium that the harassing avatars touched her character's body inappropriately, made sexual comments, and took screenshots of the abuse. And honestly, this is where Meta comes in. I cannot imagine fucking up anything worse. They fuck this up so bad, it's unbelievable. The <laughs> un- eight minutes. The though. unpleasant parts of going to a live entertainment event are getting hassled and touched so that you would you would think that attending those events virtually would mitigate those issues. But Meta has managed to remove the fun parts of going to a live event, aka being in person, being in a crowd, having music or comedy or whatever coming at you in real time. <laughs> And they kept the shitty parts, being yeah. harassed, being yelled at, being touched. They managed to keep all of the worst parts. Meta groping. Yeah, honestly. A meta spokesperson was, of course, sorry to hear that this happened, but nothing mm. else of real interest there. And by the way, to wrap this up, for anyone who had the thought, oh, she's saying that because she works for a rival metaverse company and she's trying to create bad press. Shut up. Stop being an asshole. Thank you. Uh, I wonder what wow. her meta outfit was. Maybe she she wore the wrong meta outfit. Maybe, was right? she meta asking yeah, for it? Is that, what you're, for where, it. is that what you're going for? Yeah. It? And, and let me ask you something. The meta male avatars, like, what are we going to say about groping and harassment when everyone's a squirrel in the metaverse, right? Like, because you're not. If like there's like a person controlling the squirrel, I yeah. think that it still counts. Emma, the Emma. Before we move on, there's always yeah. a person controlling the squirrel. Oh yeah, every <laughs> for every squirrel so you, know, you see, there's squirrels. a person hiding behind a tree with like a little remote control. <laughs> sure, yeah. and that's why they go up <laughs> to you and are real so friendly. Squirrels. Welcome to Union Square Park. Speaking of potential meta groping, after I just spent two days in the distraction and factory money grab that is real-life Disney World, ex-Disney chairman and future predicted honorary chairman emeritus Bob Iger (laughs) talked about... uh, See that? I just slipped in a prediction right there. Talked about the potential of the Disney metaverse and NFTs. Uh, Can I just say... Finally, a metaverse I can actually get behind. Why? Is there any company more suited for the metaverse than Disney no. and its highly it's curated, heavily, it heavily moderated, incredibly expensive bullshit theme parks? I would much rather wait in a two-hour digital line for the Tower of Vomit ride while munching on an NFT waffle mm. cone of chicken tenders than do it in real life. Yeah. That just sounds terrible in real life. You did Ken Doll Bob... 
did say that, quote, moderating would be the hardest challenge. He was oh, talking no. specifically about at... toxic Uh-oh. human behavior in the metaverse. Oh. Already, yeah. the ex-chair of a company whose founder was a racist, sexist, anti-Semite has more wherewithal than Mark Zuckerberg to understand the toxic behavior in the metaverse. But then Bobby did actually graduate from Ithaca. He did. A, he actually graduated from college. Okay. So good, good on you, Bobby. Good one. And shout out to our very own Damian Rollins, who predicted this, this specific thing, already proving that, once again, Free Float Media knows more than everyone else. I mean, they've been working on the metaverse for years, for decades. They've been prepping for this. (laughs) 50 years of metaverse creation. Now they just shove it into your phone somehow. Just shove it in. It'll be perfect. (laughs) All right, here we go. This This is a doozy, this one. Bear with me. Make a cup of tea. Uh, Bolt, CEO, resigns two weeks after securing $11 billion valuation for the fine tech startup. Ryan Breslow. He's only 27, young Ryan. So, Emma. Young Ryan. I know. uh, I was about to say. I'm feeling the pressure. Yeah, $11 billion valuation. Uh, Ryan Breslow, (laughs) founder of Bolt Financial, said he's stepping down as CEO two weeks after securing an $11 billion valuation for the business. He will become executive chair. It would seem nice move. it would seem that Ryan has exhibited behavior that has brought dispute disrepute to the institution. He ain't no bald space cowboy. Is what I'm trying to say. Here, here are the two uh, weird things he did. He wrote in a blog post about the funding that BlackRock led the deal. BlackRock said it didn't. Oops. I kind of like that one though. It's kind of like we don't get to see stuff like that. That very doesn't often. feel disrepute. That just feels. And the second one is he Weird. posted a series of tweets accusing competitor Stripe of conspiring with venture capitalists to harm rivals. I, look, it was enough. Yeah, again, Supposedly this is enough to get rid of him. Brazil said his resignation was planned weeks ago and that he will spend his time shaping the culture and vision as well as on business development. Shh. Yikes, that kind of scares me. Uh, here's a quote from Ryan. The only thing that was keeping me in the seat was ego. This lets me focus on my superpowers. Double yikes. <laughs> All right. I can't wait for his NFT. I'm definitely This buying made it. me want to... I was like, I got to find this guy's bio. I want to know who Ryan Breslow. So here we go. It's time for the Business Pants Executive Bio Translator Snark Machine 3000, the Ryan Breslow edition. Here we go. Love it. It's Love broken it. it down to eight... Uh, it's pulled out eight quotes from the executive bio, and then the machine spits out some uh, snark. Here we go. First Sweet. one. Real machine. Real if machine. you want this machine on yeah, your stuff, for just call us. We can do it for we'll, any bio. We'll do it for anything. Anything. Yeah, letter, anything. CEO letters, uh, shopping lists, whatever. Here we go. Something you got from your mom? Yeah. That sounds nice. Uh, okay. First one. Ryan Breslow is the founder and CEO of Bolt, the technology company that is democratizing commerce by bringing lightning fast one-click checkout to the world. Democratizing commerce by bringing lightning fast one-click checkout to the world. Actually, the translator failed on this one. Has no idea what he's talking about. I was kind of I was disappointed. Wow, really? It didn't it I, couldn't really, translate that, that bullshit. I think that <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to so revoke the word democratizing from Please, please do. Any startup. Everything? Yeah. Every, please do. No one is allowed to use the word democratizing Let's, unless they're actually interested in democratizing, which no one really seems to be funnily There's enough. Stacey Abrams. <laughs> she's, she's democracy. Stacey Abrams two. used democratizing. Yep. 
Uh, again, these are all real quotes from his executive bio from the website. Now, this is made up number two. Uh, hundreds of forward-thinking retailers like Forever 21. That's a phrase from the bio. Did it really just say forward-thinking retailers like fast fashion retailer Forever 21? Uh, triple yikes. Oh, that, it couldn't translate that really Forward, either. It, it, was, it sounds confused. Forward-thinking retailers like Forever 20. Okay, that one got me. Number three, <laughs> uh, Ryan believes that culture is the next frontier for innovation. Uh-oh, that sounds a bit like a space cowboy riding a metaverse mule. That sounds a little <laughs> bit like a white guy stealing some culture that he's not involved something? in. And monetizing it. That's not what that sounds like I, to me. I, Emma's representing Cultural the translator thousand. I like it. Number four. <laughs> in high school, Ryan got his start in commerce bagging groceries at Publix for six years. Two things. Humble bragging that he had a job and bag groceries yeah. for six years in high school? Dude, how long did it take you to graduate <laughs> high school? What is this Don't bullshit? Don't shame six him. Years? How dare you? Yes, shame him. <laughs> Number five, he went on to attend Stanford's computer science program and co-found the Stanford Bitcoin Group. Attend sounds SPG. like he, attend sounds like he did not graduate, and Stanford Bitcoin Group sounds like a Peter Thielian techno petri dish. I really, I, I like the focus on, the translator nailed attend is not graduate. Yeah, I like that well, a lot. wait for it. Number six, in 2014, he left Stanford early to create Bolt and Confirm. pursue his oh. vision for democratizing commerce by perfecting checkout. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yep. College dropout. And please stop saying things like pursue his vision for democratizing commerce for perfecting checkout. It's making me really uncomfortable. Democratizing. Okay. I'm telling you. Insidious. <laughs> Number seven. In his free time, Ryan enjoys dancing and practicing yoga and mindfulness. I must uh, aren't see the, Ryan Aren't dance. those all the same thing, really? Aren't those really all the same thing? Dancing, practicing yoga, and mindfulness? I'm just saying. Well, no. the translator said no, that. They're not. And number two, <laughs> this implies he does not practice mindfulness while working, which is probably why he's busy lying about BlackRock. Nice. I th honestly, in Ryan's defense, yes. I think he got Blackstone and BlackRock I'll, confused. I'll, That's probably I like it. Of course and he finally, did. finally, number confusing. eight. Uh, this is the eighth uh, bit pulled out by the Business Pants Executive BioTranslator Snark Machine 3000. He chairs the movement, nope. a charity that provides free dance classes for underserved communities in Miami. Yet another humble brag and clearly an excuse to take a private jet to Miami. There aren't underserved communities in San Francisco that want to learn how to dance. That's you it. know, you just brought in $11 billion. You know what the underserved communities could use? $11 billion. <laughs> Instead of fucking dance classes. <laughs> and in Miami, where everybody can Miami. dance. Like, it's basically you're born with the ability to dance. That like a buzz. That's where That's you're a going to... A white how guy from San Francisco <laughs> is teaching people in Miami how to dance. That's your executive chair, and that's... Business Pants! Business Pants is brought to you by Damian Rollis, Emma Lurking, and I am Matt Muscardi. So we are Free Float Media. If you like this, come back tomorrow for more Business Pants. And this week, we booked... Yeah, tell Good us. friend of the show, Emily Chu, Morgan Stanley Calvert. She's going to play the good game with us. She's going to do Friday. the real thing. She's way smarter than us. And on oh. Friday, she's going to tell us Combined. all the things that are actually yeah. true. So come for that. We'll be back tomorrow with more business. Goodbye.